Hi, friends. Welcome to Encouraged and Equipped. On this podcast, we introduce you to the women of Christ Chapel Bible Church. We share our stories to encourage and equip each other to live out our faith in Jesus. We are so glad you're here. Hi, I'm Kathy Harrelson, and we're excited for this conversation about busyness. I actually get to be a part of this episode with my colleagues, Shannon Morgan and Christina Sandra. Busyness can be good or it can be bad, but how can we tell the difference? How does it flesh out in a healthy way in our schedules and more importantly, in our hearts? As always, God graciously gives us his word to encourage and equip us to deal with busyness. Here's our conversation. Hi, y'all. Welcome. And I'm so excited we get to chat today. I'm Kathy Harrelson here with my friends and colleagues, Christina Sandra and Shannon Morgan. And we are here to talk about busyness. The scriptures talk both about busyness and they talk about rest. And both are very good things. God created us to be active and busy and do good works. And so busyness can be a very good thing. It can also be something that we don't do very well. We see in scriptures Jesus being very busy. We see even an instance when his cousin, John the Baptist, died, and yet the crowds followed him and wanted and needed him, and he served them. And then we see an example of Mary and Martha, where Mary is spending time with Jesus, and Martha is distracted by her service, and Jesus says, Now's not the time to do things. Now's not the time to be busy. Come sit with me. So busyness can be done well, and busyness can be done poorly. And so it requires a lot of discernment, I think, a lot of different situations, different people having different things that they wrestle with and figuring out what they look like. We all know, though, that our busyness is not to earn God's favor or because we're trying to earn some kind of value. We are created in the image of God, saved by grace, loved by Him. We do not have to work for that. But we get to, out of love and His design for us, work and serve and live, and it can be a real joy and a real challenge. And so we're going to chat about that. And I would love to learn from y'all and hear your thoughts. So Shannon, would you tell us what does busyness look like in your life? Yeah, uh, it's definitely changed um, since I've grown up and um, become a mom. And um, I would say definitely busyness as a young new mom was um, not the busyness of being able to serve and appreciate the serving, but I feel like I was being busy because I needed to be relevant as a new stay-at-home mom. Um, it was not, um, I don't, I think reflecting back now, I think I was not seeking ways for God to reveal himself in my day, um, but really I was just trying to fill my day because I felt like if I wasn't doing something that the outside world, my friends, families, previous coworkers were thinking, what is she doing? Like, you know, she's not working. She's not staying. So I would busy myself, obviously, with my son, but um, just feeling like I had to do everything, like join the gym classes, join the swim lessons, um, you know, make a cook a 
five course meal every night, you know, <laughs> do all the things that, you know, you think, okay, I have to stay relevant. If I'm staying home, I'm supposed to stay busy because that's what I was doing. And I know I was just completely disregarding what God, you know, had intended for me in that time of my life, which was to be there for my son and really just focus on um, growing and loving um him. So um, that's definitely something that I've had to learn and grow into and mature in um, just um, in my age and in my faith. And when you talked about Mary and Martha, that's definitely something I can relate to. I was not being a Mary um, where I was just sitting and listening and um, I was definitely trying to distract myself with with the busyness of, of hoping that someone would see that and think, okay, you are being relevant because you are working and doing something and not just being home with your son. So um, I can say that that has definitely changed now for me. But busyness when I was younger as a young mom looked different. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, I can totally relate to that. I feel like I used to keep myself so busy because of a lot of different heart motives, primarily like fear of missing out. I did not want to miss anything that was happening, but also I felt like there was this pressure. People expected something from me um, and I needed to reach that expectation. And sometimes it was attending specific things or doing things, putting my daughter in different things that just kept me busy. But I've also learned that sometimes busyness is a good thing and there are good things that we do. I think I've just recently down at the South Campus, we had a really busy weekend and it was full of good things. We had a service opportunity and then there was three services of church and then we had dinner together. And so I just felt really busy and tired, but I felt like all those things were God honoring and they were good things to be busy with. So I've just had to kind of check myself and ask like, what are my motives behind continuously staying busy? Those are such great thoughts. I personally love being busy. Like the worst vacation to me ever is to go on a cruise and sit by a pool and read a book. That does not sound fun to me. No, yeah. me <laughs> I love being busy. The challenge is sometimes when you love being busy, you put too much on your calendar and get overwhelmed. And I've learned for me anyway, that often if I'm in a situation that I have a really strong negative emotional response to, I kind of think, okay, Lord, are you trying to get my attention and show me I'm off somewhere? And it variety of things can be going on in my heart. But recently I got an email about an HOA fine, which I was extremely irritated with, like way more irritated than I should have been about an HOA fine. It was not fair. I thought it was cleared up, but I got this email. And the next day I pulled aside with the Lord and was like, okay, I'm way more irritated than I should be about this HOA fine. So what is going on that I'm so irritated? And the Lord was gracious to show me that I had too much on my calendar and I was really irritated that this silly fine was going to take more of my time to fix. And so I thought, okay, Lord, I need to look at my calendar and figure out what I need to change because clearly I'm overwhelmed if I'm this irritated about an HOA fine. Now, sometimes you can't say no to things and pull things off your calendar. I recently had to travel to another state for some medical appointments, and it was took a lot of time and energy that I didn't foresee I had, but I mm. couldn't say no. And so, again, I had to take my heart to the Lord and say, I can't take anything off my calendar, but will you help me and give me the grace in that? So I think we've all kind of touched on sometimes yes is the right answer and sometimes no is the right answer. But the real challenge is, like, how do you discern what should be a yes 
and what should be a no. So what does that look like for y'all? How do you figure out what to say yes to and what to say no to? Well, so I have had to just over the years create a filter and then kind of gauge what I think is necessary. And and so I also have learned that I don't have to explain my no's. Like if I just can't say a yes to something, then I just have to say no and I need to free myself from feeling like I need to explain it, you know. Um, but I'm in a season where I've just had to prioritize some things. And so I've created kind of a filter in my brain. I ask myself three things. Um, is there space in my life right now for Jesus? Have I been in the Word? Have I been having good, quiet times? Do I feel like I am walking closely to the Lord? Then I ask myself, is there time in my life for my husband? He's a priority. The, the scriptures say that he is a priority to me. So is there room in my life for him? Have I been giving him attention? Have I been spending time with him? Um, and then is there room in my life for my daughter? Because I also believe that that's biblical. The Lord has entrusted me with her. Mm-hmm. And so if I feel like she's being overlooked because I'm being so busy, I'll say no to something. I have to say no to something. And then I like to take it a step further. And I need to process through is this thing making me busy physically? Like it's just adding to my calendar. The answer might be no, but it might be something that's going to make me busy mentally or emotionally, maybe even spiritually. Um, And I've just learned that being busy isn't just about what my calendar looks like. Mm -hmm. It's also about like, how are my emotions and how is my brain space? So, you know, I just was trying to think through some examples. One thing that I'm struggling with a lot is when do I work out? Like (laughs) my workout and my quiet time usually are the same time. Like those go at the same time of my day in the morning. So I've really had to figure out like, should I work out today? How have my quiet times been? And then like go through that filter. Mm-hmm. Another thing is like, you know what? I really love having dinner with my girlfriends. But is that the best use of a free Friday night? So I ask myself, have I been in the Word? How are my quiet times? How am I doing spiritually? Have I had good time with my husband lately? And has my daughter gotten what she needs from me? And so that's just kind of how I've learned what to say no to. Um, yeah. That's awesome. I appreciate that you can say no. I um, and I and I have definitely said my share of no's, and I think mine always has stemmed from the fear of commitment and just not being able to follow through yeah. something that I you know committed to, and um, so it's been a struggle. But I would say right now I'm definitely in a season of yes, and being able to say yes has been a blessing. Um, both of you know that um, a year ago, October. I found out just through some family history that came to light, um, and then I went ahead and had tests and things done. But I have the BRCA2 gene mutation, which is a cancer um, gene mutation, specifically breast and ovarian. Um, And so that um, coming along in October, we were kind of coming out of COVID, so we were getting back in activities um, flash forward, I have four boys now and all um, doing all kinds of sports and it's just school and my husband travels for work and I was leading a woman in the word virtual table. So, you know, lots of activities happening, lots of business, good business. Um, so it was definitely something that when I initially heard it, I thought, oh my gosh, this is scary. What are we going to do? How's this going to work? Um and that lasted about five seconds, I think. Um, I immediately felt, you know, God's blessing over me. And I just really felt like he gave this to me. Like, you know, and I actually kind of felt the nudge, like, Shannon, I'm giving this to you, but I will be with you, and I know you're going to use this. And I really feel like uh, I was 
thinking the verse Romans 8.18, cast all your anxieties onto him because he cares for you. And I knew in that moment that he did. He was giving me this, a chance to say yes to this, to have the surgeries so that I could move forward and continue to serve. Um, And it's been amazing how much he has just shown up in every moment of that. Um, Even just the very beginning, obviously I had to tell the people around me that I was going to be having these surgeries and things were going to be happening. Um, And my women in the word ladies that prayed for me, my church um, family, my friends, my family out of state, any, you know, anyone was willing to help and support in any way they could um, with meals and, and whatnot, helping out the kids. And I even remember stopping and thinking, gosh, I'm just, you know, I'm a burden right now. Like, you know, asking people or people just wanting to do this. And I had a friend stop and say, listen, you are allowing them to be a blessing and allowing them to say yes to being the hands and feet of Jesus and doing his work um, and allowing them to say yes and use their spiritual gifts. So um, it's just been just an all-around blessing, not something anyone wants to hear, but it's just God has walked with me um, every step of the way, and I just really appreciate that. And not even just with um, providing you know, the people, but just things and um, opportunities. I actually was able to come on staff at Christ Chapel um, in women's ministry and just being able to interact. Um, I've been able to share my story like I'm doing right now. And um, and I've actually already talked to some ladies that are either given similar diagnoses or just are along a similar path and being able to talk with them about it and, and walk with them through it has just, again, been such a blessing and has just brought so much um, to my life. And I'm you know just really thankful for that. And, um, you know, in even in the things like, you know, when I think, okay, maybe I shouldn't say yes or keep saying yes, there is, and I do get tired and I do get exhausted. <laughs> sure. I mean, it happens. <laughs> sure. um, but I feel like every time he has met me, and even last week we had several different things going on, and last weekend specifically, all my boys had activities. <laughs> we were down a car. And my parents uh, were out of town, which um, they normally help out, but they had a car at home that they said, use it, whatever, and, so which is great. And they probably would have done that anyway, but it was their brand new car. Um, and I totally doubled the mileage that it was <laughs> in like two days. And so, um, you know, it's just blessings like that, that God has met me with this. And whenever I say yes, he has been right there. Yeah. Um, and even with this podcast, which y'all know is a, uh, I was a really a little nervous to do so. Um, and he's met me with that as well. So, so cool. it's been a blessing. And um, I just, another verse that it reminded me of is Jeremiah 29, 11. It says, for I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord plans for welfare and for not evil, your future and a hope. Mm-hmm. So Jane, and that's also yes, beautiful. Yeah, Thanks for Thank sharing you. that with us. Yeah, happy to. I um, love that you talked about saying yes. And one thing I've been thinking about lately is some yeses are easy and fun yeses, and some yeses are really hard yeses. <laughs> and I want to make sure that I'm saying yes to what God wants me to do, especially when it's a hard right. yes, something that's difficult. Because frankly, Jesus said yes to a lot of really hard yeah. things mm-hmm. and a lot of really hard people. And sometimes I just want to say no to hard things mm-hmm. and I want to say no to hard people. And that is not me following Jesus and dying to myself. And I think how grateful am I that Jesus said yes to the hard thing of the cross oh, because of what it meant for me. Right. 
And frankly, I'm really glad that there have been a lot of people in my life when I was the hard one (laughs) that they said yes yes. to me and stepped toward me and served me. And I want to make sure that I'm stepping toward things that might be hard because that honors Jesus, Mm -hmm. because I get to grow, because I get to experience the compassion of Christ as I see how He is so gracious to step towards me. And clearly, sometimes no is the right answer, but sometimes it's the hard person and a lot of other people have bailed on them Mm -hmm. and I need to not. Like, Mm -hmm. I still need to love them. Or I think about maybe people that are in hard jobs and an easier job comes along and you're tempted to run and maybe you should, Mm -hmm. but maybe you stay in the harder job because you're the believer there that's bringing the light and the renewal there. And if I look at my life and my calendar and everything in it is an easy yes, I'm probably not following Jesus very well because he's calling me for my good and his glory to do hard things. I had a mentor years ago who was so kind and helpful and wonderful and really suffered long and well with me. And I was really wrestling with anxiety at this time. And they had said all of the right things. This is going to sound harsh. And it totally was not. But one time when I was spiraling in my anxiety, this person said, you know, Kathy, the Bible says, love your neighbor as you love yourself. And you're thinking about yourself a lot right now. So I think you need to go love someone else or serve someone else. Mm -hmm. And to this day, when I start to spiral with my anxiety, it is not odd for me to get up and actually physically go do something to actually help someone. Help a neighbor, write a note to someone, call someone on the phone and say, how are you? And so it is so good for me, definitely hard. Mm -hmm. And I'm not implying that just because you say a hard yes, it's on the surface easy. It's not. But I really want to make sure I'm loving and following Jesus well and saying yes to hard things sometimes. Definitely staying busy, and um, because there's the opposite side of that. There's the idleness, and <laughs> that came into play for me. Um, also during this COVID time, um, when we were first, you know, shut down, and we were all home, and that time was a great time with family at first. You know, not having that busy schedule. Um, but I quickly realized that I needed to have things to do in my life outside of all this not necessarily busy time. Um, And it actually started to manifest in a physical way. I've always had anxiety. I've known that, um, and I've dealt with it. Um, But I started really physically feeling it. And, um, you know, I was having my quiet times. I was watching church online when we could do that. Um, But there was still lots of headspace that was not being filled um, and not being physically filled. And um, it culminated into some really big panic attacks to the point where I'm like, there's got to be something going on. And so I called my doctor and the nurse was very reassuring that I was not the only woman that had called with this same story, um, just this physical manifestation of um, just the idleness and how the anxiety um, just sat in that and would not allow me to, um, you know, be able to 
physically feel better. Um, so I think just that was kind of my wake up to be like, okay, um, I know what this is and I know how to deal with this. Busyness is a good thing. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, that's when I did start getting back involved again. That was middle summer and, and you know, slowly just getting back into activities um, really brought me out of that. But, um, yeah, so idleness definitely goes along with, um, you know, anxiety for me and um, it's the bad side of busyness, I guess. So. Okay, so you've both kind of shared about how you struggle with anxiety, um, and that connects with being busy for y'all. It just made me think, like I mentioned earlier, I feel like busyness is really almost in four different ways, physical, mental, emotional, and spiritual. And so as I was listening to y'all, I thought, like, we're all familiar with physical busyness, right? We have too much to do. We're running late to every single meeting. We just can't catch up. But mental even, like, I think as women, we think about so many things in one day, and we're thinking about something else when we're doing something else. It's really quite, like, impressive, I think. Um, Yeah. But even being, like, emotionally, I just give my emotions out pretty easily because I think the Lord made us to feel things deep, and so... um, I can even be busy with my emotions. And spiritually lately, I've been thinking, how am I busy spiritually? And I think that that's a real thing. You know, how many different devotionals am I reading? And how many different things am I doing? Am I leaving room just for the Lord to speak to me and to um, move in my heart? Or am I just filling all my time spiritually with a whole bunch of doing things? You know, the first time, Christina, I heard you talk about that, it was so interesting because I just hadn't thought about those different types of busyness. Mm -hmm. And I, because I can relate, I would love to hear like what has helped you in that? Like how have you like battled or figured that out or done it well or done it in a healthy way? Okay. Well, I also, my worst vacation is reading a book (laughs) on a cruise. That sounds terrible. So I do, like I'm a doer just like you. But what I've had to learn is that I need to just say no to some things um, because there just isn't room in my life for God to work when I pack it in physically, emotionally, all, all of them. When I pack my space with so many things, there just really isn't room. And um, a while back, a friend said to me, she wakes up every morning and tells the Lord, like, I know you're at work. I want to be a part of what you're doing today around me. So she has eyes open to what God's doing around her. And she has the coolest stories of how the Lord has used her in things that He's doing that if we're so busy, we just would never see or get to be a part of. I even think like at the grocery store this morning, I am racing to get here, which is a great, good thing, but like I don't have time to chat. And so if the lady in front of me is trying to talk, I'm kind of shutting it down because I'm thinking about something else. I'm physically needing to be somewhere else. But like, what if the Lord was really wanting me to have a conversation with her? And I was just so busy that I didn't stop for it. So I am really trying to leave room in my life in all capacities for what the Lord is doing so that I can acknowledge it, notice it, be a part of it. Because I want to be a part of what He's doing. I think we all do. Yes. (laughs) Yes. And I think it's really important that you've brought up, as much as I like busyness and we all like busyness, busyness, there's a counterpart to busyness, Mm. a counterpart to work, and that is rest. And I think it's important that we talk about that at least Mm. a little bit, because rest is important. Physical rest is important. Time with the Lord. All of these things are incredibly important. So to touch on that for just a moment, Shannon, what has rest looked like in your life? 
Um, rest is interesting right now. Um, I, I do try to have my morning quiet time um, and spend that time just reflecting and, and get prepared for the day. Um, honestly, that is rest is some area that I do need help with. Um, I can tell you lately with all the yeses, um, I do kind of wear myself to a physical exhaustion. And um, usually midweek, um, I will come home and if you see me, um, I will beeline for my recliner and I will not even, you know, kick my legs back before I am snoring and drooling and do the whole, where am I kind of wake up. Um, and it is, um, I wouldn't say I'm resting in the Lord at that time, but I think he is giving me that rest. Sure. Um, so while I'm not having, um, you know, a quiet time per se, it's definitely my time for resting and, and rejuvenating. And um, uh, I, that is something I wish I could work more on. I know that you've talked about, Christina, um, what you do to rest and recover. So what are your suggestions? <laughs> yeah, I would love to um, yeah. kind of transition. I love that you asked for suggestions. I think practical tips are really important about what rest and busyness looks like. And I think, you know, the scripture to support us in that season. So as we begin to close, I would love to hear like, what are some either practical tips or verses that are really significant for you when it comes to busyness? So Shannon, what about you? Yeah, well, I mean, I reflect back just to the last year and the things that have you know, transpired. Um, my go-to verse is Philippians 4, 6 to 7. Um, Do not be anxious about anything, but in everything with prayer and supplication, make your request known to the Lord. And the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, will guide your hearts and minds in Christ Jesus. I rest in that. I think about that a lot. Um, uh, Practicality-wise, um, the phone, which you know can be our enemy, um, actually has been a great uh, calendar. You know yeah. the, the calendar. Um, I've tried the fancy uh, day planner with all the markers and tried to color code and and do all that stuff. And I just it it always falls to the wayside. So um, as much as I love that, I love that other people can do sure. that. Uh, the phone calendar is my go-to, <laughs> and it's just really easy. And Christina, you and I talked about this about it's kind of fun to see the things gray out as you totally. go through your day. Um, it. And it is just a lot easier if I didn't make it that day that I can just switch over the calendar yep. date till the next yes, day. But, totally. um, so just, you know, using my calendar and, um, you know, trying to find those little times that I can work in some rest. Um, but uh, that's my yeah. practical That's, that's great. great. Yeah. I yeah. do love seeing this things on my phone gray out because I'm like, I'm getting my stuff (laughs) done. It feels so good. Yeah. Um, Well, okay. So recently my, I feel like my life went from like 50% busy to a hundred percent busy. I feel like I took on some things that um, the Lord was calling me to that are, were super exciting, but my um, level of responsibilities doubled significantly. And so I, at the beginning of the year was reading a book um, called Working the Angles by Eugene Peterson. And he just talked about how important a Sabbath rest was. I was like, please, I don't need a rest. I don't have time for a rest. I've never thought that a Sabbath rest is really that important, even though the Bible talks about it. So I should have figured it was important. But um, he kind of talked about his Sabbath. And I thought, wow, that sounds really nice. I wonder if that would be so nice for me to do. (laughs) 
So, um, so I actually got pretty serious about it, and I have now implemented a Sabbath in my life, um, which is Fridays is what works best for my schedule and for my family. Um, so I'll, I'll share that with you if yeah, that's okay. Would love okay. That. <laughs> okay. So um, at the beginning of the day, my husband takes Lacey to school, um, and I have just asked, hey, if you could take Lacey to school, I would love to have a really good extended quiet time. So I always start Fridays in the Word. Um, I know that my refreshment and my rejuvenation is going to come from the Word of God and spending time with Him. So I do that first thing, and then um, I go on a walk or a run depending how I'm feeling that day. And I actually don't take my AirPods. I don't take anything. I don't listen to anything. I used to listen to music and worship music and stuff, but lately I've just really enjoyed coming out of a quiet time and going on a walk and just like processing things out loud with the Lord. And I, I think I might, I should have prefaced with saying like, I work really hard you all do. the other days I of the agree. week, like yeah. I am you hour, but yeah, hour by hour, I got stuff going yeah. because I want to make that Friday really mm-hmm. empty. So I start processing the week, and I even find myself sometimes talking out loud with the Lord. Like that was a weird conversation I had with so and so this week, you know. And it's been just a fun time of continuing to be with the Lord. Um, and then I have lunch with my husband because he is one of those priorities that I talked about earlier. So we go and have lunch together, spend some time together, and then after lunch it's Christina time. So um, I'll probably get my nails done, um, maybe get a massage, but I will always be at TJ Maxx. So that. <laughs> Always makes its way into a Friday somehow. (laughs) Then I pick up Lacey. Once I get Lacey, um, she has my full attention. I try not to do anything else and just really spend some good time with her. And then we've just decided that Friday nights are going to be reserved for people in our lives who um, are like-minded and are in community and fellowship with us, who encourage us and pray for us. And so we usually spend Friday nights with some good friends that the Lord has put in our lives. And um, from beginning to end, it is just refreshing and encouraging and I feel like it's Christ-centered in the season that he's called me in now. And I think it's really important that I say this is a season. So never before in my life have I gotten to do something like this. And I don't know how long this will last, but I hope forever um, because they're really, really great. Um, But I I just— it might not be right for everybody because of the seasons we're called in. And yeah. so if it sounds really great to you, pray about it. Ask yeah. the Lord what a rest looks like for y'all because it's different for all of us. Really true. Yeah. It's pretty great though. Yeah. It's really great. <laughs> I love that. And I love that you highlighted that different people in different seasons yeah. in both how they do their busyness and how they do their rest yep. are different because the Bible talks about rest and calls us to that. It calls us to six days of, like you said, like intentional hard work. And it calls us to, we see that model, that day of rest. And so I think both are important and both are good. And I think we also want to acknowledge that we have great compassion that some people may be in a season where physically or for some reason they aren't able to do as much and aren't those works and activity may look different for them. Mm -hmm. And we have, um, I'm very aware of that and have great compassion on that and know how discouraging that can be at Mm -hmm. times. And yet at the same time, the verse that I love is in Ephesians 2. It talks about how we're saved by grace through faith. And then in verse 10, it says, for we are God's workmanship created in Christ Jesus for good works. Mm -hmm which he prepared beforehand that we should walk in them. And 
I am not doing those, so God will love me, but I get to do those out of an overflow of who he is. And my works aren't what Christina's called to do. And my works aren't what you're called to do. They are what God has called me to do. And I need to watch the comparison between, well, they're doing this or I need to do this and hopefully joyfully get to live out what God has called me to do, which is um, such a gift. Okay. Well, let me close this in prayer and thanks so much for your thoughts and your wisdom. It's been really helpful and such a joy for me. So let me pray for us. Lord, you created us in your image. You are a worker. You modeled work and rest. And so I pray that we would each do that well. Specifically, as we've talked about busyness, I pray that you would give each one of us clarity, wisdom, humility, and joy in saying yes to the things you have called us to do and no to the things that are not for us. God, I pray that we would be faithful to do those things. I pray we would get to experience you more. I pray that we would say the hard yeses when it's that time. And I pray, Father, that we would learn more about you through the process and bring you glory. We pray this in Jesus' name. Amen.